Do you love me? Yeah. Do you love podcasts? Yeah. Did you poopy? Yeah. Jamie and I are realizing that the podcast world is growing bigger every day. And Himalaya wants to help you navigate it. Himalaya is actually a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love. Some And welcome back to another episode of Hot Marriage and Cool Parents. And just wanted to say thank you, everyone that uh, had asked a question to me last week. Um, it was such a phenomenal response. And we're going to have to record a part two because we did not get to all the questions. But for this episode, um, I know this is someone that Jamie is super excited to speak with, Heather Brooker, uh, who has literally coined the phrase motherhood in Hollywood. She is a mom. She is an actress. She has been on some very special and well-credited shows, uh, including The Office, uh, Grey's Anatomy, uh, Orville, uh, which is on Fox. Um, she's even in some of the Netflix shows. Um, which is actually pretty amazing. But it's someone that Jamie really looks up to and admires because of her hosting, uh, because she's a reporter by trade. She's also a classically trained actor. She's a comedian um, that's been with the Groundlings, uh, to name, uh, not name drop here, but um, it's someone that uh, Jamie really uh, aspires to be because she's recently been on the red carpet and uh, has done some great work interviewing other celebrities, but she is a celebrity herself. Um, but before we get to Heather, um, who's going to be joining us in a second, I wanted to take a second and, and, and just say, uh, again, going off of last week's episode, uh, where everybody uh, asked me questions and it was kind of a, a raw and personal moment, which uh, we hope to bring more of. And I certainly appreciated all the questions. But uh, for those that are just joining uh, and for those that may not necessarily know both of our backstories, Jamie's a little bit too proud to mention this, so I will. But uh, her book, Wifey 101, Everything I Got Wrong Before Meeting Mr. Right. Obviously, I'm Mr. Right, uh, the right thing that that has happened with Jamie. <laughs> um, and I'm only saying that because she's in the other room. But her book is is a great backstory, not just to Jamie, but part of survival, part of overcoming adversity, part of overcoming obstacles. But more inspiring is really capturing your dreams when when you feel like the world is against you and you come up and you just take grab a hold of, of life and make it your own, um, which is also another reason why we have Heather Brooker coming on because, you know, she's also a mom, but she's also someone that, uh, you know, isn't your your typical uh, actress, isn't your typical uh, model type going up, but she took life by the balls and just went for it. And and without further ado, for those of you that may not have heard of Heather Brooker, we're going to have her on in just a second. I think she's connecting here and she'll tell her story way, way better than I could. But uh, without further ado, let's bring on Heather. On like no makeup, I've been like lounging around cleaning my house all day and everything. So I would have dressed up for you guys. <laughs> Stop! I'm wearing a hat as always. I like your <laughs> microphone. And I thank you, thank you. I have had this um, since my very first podcast. This has done 170 podcasts. Look at you! Wow. Mm-hmm. So you're. I mean, you're well versed in the whole podcast world. I yeah, I've done a lot. It's it's yeah. definitely been a uh, long. It'll be almost. 
four years in June. That's yeah. amazing. So you pretty much started podcasts like when the dinosaurs came. <laughs> yeah, basically. There might have been a few people before me. But... That's awesome. You guys, do you guys record the video of this as well? Yes. yes. So we record oh, heavens. But we about it all. No. Oh, that level. Let me just give him a shine. Oh, stop! You, you see... look. You look great. Oh, you might see my little Hello. one. I love that. Hi. Hi, you. <laughs> She's so cute. Can you want to come say hello? Yeah, but I can't really hear them. No, you can't That's hear them because okay. I've got my ear my earphones. Oh, in. she's so cute. Uh, Hi. How are Hi. you? Oh, this is adorable. Yes. Hi, Chan. How are you? Hi. Good. Freya, what? what are you going to do today? Well, I was watching Teen Titans. Oh. Good for you. All right. The Teen Titans. She's a natural performer, huh? Yeah. My my daughter's my daughter hasn't started watching other anything other than nursery rhymes. Yeah. She's oh yeah. Nursery you guys have a little time. She's still a little bitty, so yeah. you've got some time. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so well, let's get started off. Well, first, thank you for joining us. Sure. On our- oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Congrats on your new show, you guys. This is it's a fun, fun adventure, and it's super empowering too to have your own like piece of the world and your own internet piece of the world. Yeah. To have like your own platform to share exactly what it is that you like. And honestly, I love what you share. So for everyone who doesn't know you that, that are, that are listening, it, this is Heather Brooker that we're talking to and she's at motherhood in Hollywood on Instagram and pretty much all platforms. Her blog is motherhood in Hollywood. And how did you come about that name? Well, I am also an actor. I moved out to LA years ago to be an actress and I had my daughter and I realized like none of my friends had kids. I was one of the only ones in my circle who had kids. Um, Cause for actors, it's not like we have um, offices to go to. We don't, you know, we can't like share breastfeeding stories in our cubicles. <laughs> you know, we, it's such a freelance type of job that I, um, it was hard for me to kind of find a community of other moms to share stories with. So um, when she was about two years old, I started uh, the podcast because I thought, well, this will be an easy way to invite people over who I don't really know and get to know them and say, how did, what has your experience been like as an actor, as somebody who's in entertainment, as a mom, like swap stories with me and we'll have wine, we'll have coffee or whatever. And it sort of just grew from there into, I was like, well, I need to have a website to like put these on. So people, if they're not following along on iTunes can have another place to go to. And then the social media kind of followed after that and it grew. And now I'm a huge star. Yeah. Yeah. You're so huge. I'm so massive. You guys. (laughs) You're so huge that you are literally on the red carpet for the Oscars. So yeah. Yeah. So that was like a lovely like side effect that I was not expecting at all. Um, I saw that you've done some hosting as well and like, like reporting type things before. Yes. I love Um, it. Do you still do stuff like that? I do. I mean, I'm really... So we're from the, the East Coast. So yeah. we're kind of just dabbling into the the grand venture here in California and Los Angeles. But yeah. um, but I'm dying to hear more about what it was like to be a host on the red carpet of the Oscars because that's like a dream job for, for <laughs> a lot of... I think for like a lot of different people. That's where Jamie aspires to. Yeah. I aspire yeah. To like you. 
Oh, stop. Um, no, you know, I will say like, I, um, I used to be a reporter many years ago. I was like a hard news reporter though. So I did a lot of like crime and, um, Ooh. murders and fires and you know, that really fun stuff. Um, I like that stuff that's too though. All, that's <laughs> I mean, that's what I watch life. at night. Yes. <laughs> right? Forensic files. I come People love home, it. Yeah, yeah. And then if it's dark out, like with, Forensic Files is the reason why we got ADT home security at our house because <laughs> yeah because she just went and and at first I always thought it was like okay well she's trying to figure out different ways to kill me um, and how she can get away with it <laughs> all but of our spouses me. are we're all trying to kill each other that's basically yeah. it turns what out those shows tell us talk. yeah everybody yeah. is everyone's trying to kill you oh. um, but that was my job for a long time I was a local news reporter in a couple markets in the Midwest and then I became an international correspondent but. Before that, I was um, a theater major at a theater scholarship at Oklahoma State University, and that's where I'm from. And I loved theater. I loved entertaining characters and, you know, uh, making people laugh. And no one ever said when I was like, you know, making strong, making decisions about my life, no one ever said, you can go to LA and like try to be on television and movies. Everybody was all about theater. They're like, you have to go to New York. You have to be a triple threat. You have to be able to make it on Broadway. And I was like, well, I'm out then because I don't think I could do that. You know, I was like, I wasn't a trained dancer. I, you know, uh, I just enjoyed acting and singing. And I was, I just felt like I, I couldn't, couldn't make it. Um, so cut to like 10 or so years later. And my husband and I were like, you know what? Like, let's just go out to LA. This is something that's been in your heart. Like, let's give it a try. So. We came out here and just in a short time, I had an agent and I was on The Office and Monk and like a ton of TV shows. And I was like, I'm going to make it. And then here I am now doing my podcast. Yes. So still hoping I'm going to make it. With hot <laughs> marriage, cool parents. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> I've made it. I've you made have. it. You know, honestly, <laughs> I think that sometimes when we have such big dreams and it takes mm-hmm. a while to reach those dreams. Sure. Sometimes when you're on the journey to accomplish accomplish that dream, you mm-hmm. kind of get lost in just the end goal. And right. really, it's I I what I've learned because I think you and I are very similar that we have really big dreams. And mm-hmm. you are living my dream right now. The fact that you are on the Oscars, <laughs> so like you are the the journey that you're taking to get to where you quote unquote make it. Where right. for you, it's more like I I, I can after like reading about you and stuff, it's clear that you would love to be an actress. You're a trained actress. You're very good right. at acting. That Thank is you. That's your sweet. thing. Yeah, no, seriously. You've been on Naughty... You've been on uh, uh, General Hospital, right? No, Young and the Restless. Oh. Yes. Uh, wait, no, 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 no. Wait a second. Uh, Grey's no. Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Grey's, it, yeah. Which is like one of our really good friends, Karen Anderson. She's going to like instantly yes. Google you and like she'll probably know every single episode you've ever been on because she just absolutely loves Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. That's an amazing show. You've worked on some stellar shows like Grey's Thank Anatomy, you. The Mindy Project. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so many amazing things. And for you... From a theater student in Oklahoma. Right. I know. Who knew? They, and no one has ever asked me to dance. So it's never come hey, up. Hey! <laughs> so you don't have never to be a threat. <laughs> no, but I think... I smell more... dancing with the stars coming up for you. Yeah! <laughs> I would go it because that's like a weight loss show now. Yeah. Everybody yeah. goes on there and they drop like 80 pounds just dancing. I'm like, they I want to just yeah. do that. <laughs> Speaking of way, uh, there's a blog that you wrote that really resonated with me because, and I'm just going to like go straight there and read a little bit of it because I feel like a lot of our listeners will relate to you and really kind of take a lot away from this. So, well, the fun thing that you say is the 
in in this blog. So this blog's about Fat Pam. I'm mm-hmm. sure you probably know. <laughs> yeah. wrote it. So do you, you know, do you know who that is? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. So for everyone listening at home, so basically, uh, motherhoodinhollywood.com is where she blogs, and so she talks about this role called Fat Pam, where she was, you know, she had this chance to audition for it, and you know, she was. I guess I you could say since I have you here, you could say in your own words, but your words on your on the blog really resonated with me. So I'm just going to quote I'm you. So glad. Okay. Because this is this is um this is like really like touching to me. So it says, I want people to see that I'm more than just a fat actress. There is comedy beyond my curves. They are independent of each other. Fat women can be funny without being the butt of a joke. And I feel like that is so powerful because oh, thank you. I uh, first of all, you you really are like more than a triple threat because you can write, you can <laughs> podcast, you can post at the Oscars. I mean, uh, you guys are making amazing. me blush. Look how red my face is right now. Without any makeup on, now I'm shiny and red. I look like a tomato. <laughs> oh, stop! Um, you look great. No, that's sweet. Well, you know that was something that came after years of um, getting frustrated with acting in general and Hollywood in general because I. I don't ever book the roles that are for the funny fat chick or the overweight side gag because I'm not big enough. Like I had a manager one time tell me, you either need to gain 50 pounds or lose 50 pounds. And I was like, both of those sound really hard. (laughs) So um, can I just stay in the middle? Can I just be Um, me? Yeah. Can I just be me and like, just let it, let it be. Um, But um. So that came about because I was very frustrated. There's a show called American Housewife that's on. And the premise of the show is that the lead character, the lead actress, is the second fattest housewife in whatever Connecticut town that they're in. Like, that's the whole kind of, like, I think it was in the opening of the show. I'm the second fattest housewife in such and such Connecticut. So the role that I was auditioning for was Fat Pam, and she was the fattest in the town. And I remember being so torn because I'm like, oh God, really? Do they have to call her Fat Pam? Mm. Can't she just be Pam? But then that would ruin the whole butt of the joke, which was the whole premise of the show was how this woman is very insecure about her weight and she's you know, self, self-conscious about it in this town. So um, I remember being very torn because it was a huge ABC show. It would have been a recurring part. It would have been massive exposure for me. And I wanted, I wanted that part. But then I was like, can I swear? I'm like, fuck, I don't want to yeah. be fat Pam, you know? Yeah. Like that's just, it feels like such a gross um, representation of my years of work. I've been at the Groundlings. I've been at UCB. Yeah. I've trained a lot of wonderful schools and um, it just felt like I was sort of selling myself out. On one hand though, I've never have booked a role like that that has anything to do with my weight. Um, but at the same time, it seems to be like the one last thing that people can, like no one would ever have a role that's like Black Jerry or, right. you know, Asian Tom. Like just you would be just, Panther. just yeah. Black, right. Just Black Panther. <laughs> that guy is yeah. really hot. No. Yeah. <laughs> even but I think would, so. Even you think so. But they would never have that kind of role anymore. But still, for some reason, Fat Pam is hysterical and, and yeah. the butt of a joke. So. I just was having a moment where I was feeling super raw and I don't generally do that very much. I'm, I'm a little more guarded just because working in news, you learn to kind of separate your emotions and your opinions mm-hmm. on things a little bit because you're not, <clears throat> you shouldn't be opinionated, I guess. 
But for some reason in that moment, I was feeling very raw. And that post, it's funny you bring it up, that actually went viral on my website. And I was like, what? Why do I have all this web traffic all of a sudden? And it was because of that post. And my husband was like, see, you need to share more about yourself. So yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm not very good at that. I was going to say, well, I mean, it's a point in someone's life where you kind of, you meet a crossroad. And I think that might have been one of yours where it's, you know, because I get it with uh, even getting on a reality show, and this is nothing like what you are going through. I'm not trying to compare, <laughs> but, but it's like you see some of the reality shows, like like Jersey Shore or other ones, where you mm-hmm. get this sort of typecast, and people yell out these phrases. And it's you know, for someone like you that's classically trained, that has been in probably the most respectable organizations and theaters and the groundlings, mm-hmm. you know, to to just think about someone you're like going through all that. And then all of a sudden now you're known as fat Pam. Right. But it's also work and you're an actress. It's also work. Yeah. And you're an actress and you have to just go, well, I guess today I'm fat Pam and you immerse yourself in the character. And I mean, you have to look at too, like people who have won Academy Awards and Oscars based on characters that they are nothing like and don't relate to. So there is that part of it as an actor where you go, okay, I'm just going to not take this personally. And, and, um, just do the job, which is what I did. I went into the audition. I feel like I did a good job. I just hated that it was for something that had to do with my weight. That's yeah, I, really- I I 100% agree. And I feel like there are a lot of people who can get with that message you're sending. There's mm-hmm. another thing that I, I think that is just kind of a, like respectable about you is you said the first audition <laughs> I turned down was for a kid's show where... Uh, where you're supposed to wear a bikini and you're supposed to slather yourself in sunscreen. And you're mm-hmm. like, no, like, how is this funny? Like, who yeah. kids, parents, like, this is just like, why do we, just like you said before, like, you, like racism isn't funny. Like, that's Mm-mm. not funny. Like, why is it picking on fat people? Funny? Yeah. Like, this shouldn't be funny. What are I, we teaching our kids? Exactly. I think it's because, um, I don't know, maybe it's just an easy target and the PC police haven't, you know, like people can't, uh, maybe there's this idea that people can't help the race that they are or their orientation, but fat people can. Like yeah. we, you know, we eat so much food that we make this choice, you know, or whatever. And to be fair, I do eat a lot of food <laughs> and I do not exercise as much as I should. Well, I'm I love that you're trying, so honest about that. <laughs> I'm but not trying are... to say that I do, that I have a glandular issue. <laughs> yeah. okay. I love that. I love your honesty. But listen, there are some people, I'm a registered nurse, so there are, I know that there are people mm-hmm. out there who genuinely have issues. Yeah. yeah, like for example, my my sister, and I don't think she'd mind me saying this. She literally, I'm not, I kid you not, she drinks coffee and eats like salad with ranch dressing. That's pretty much like what her diet is. Mm-hmm. And she is, you know, probably at least 50 pounds overweight. And yeah. the girl, I mean, she doesn't exercise. So, she, you know, I'll give you that. But like yeah. the girl does not sit around eating ho hos all day and right. just like, so it's mm-hmm. just, it is strange because then there are like these skinny models who mm-hmm. do sit around eating ho-hos and right. like, how are you so right. skinny? You're like, how is this possible? Well, I yeah. don't know. We know how this is possible. So some I, of them are not, some of them are going to the bathroom right after they eat or what, or yeah. like doing drugs or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's eating disorders that happen on both sides with yeah. overweight people and skinny people and all of that. And, you know, I, it's, I, I never think of myself in terms of, in those terms um, until other people bring it up or other people say, you know, I'm just living my life. I am who I am. <laughs> Not to sound like Popeye, but um, I am what I am. And you know, I, and that's all that I am. And that's all that I am. And I feel like I'm here for a purpose to make people laugh. I just don't want my daughter to ever look back and be like, Oh, my mom 
um, had to slather herself with lotion in front of 12 year olds in a bikini to get a laugh. Like, I don't know. It just yeah. felt really oogie. I was like, mm, I don't want to do that. What kind uh, of lotion was it? Sunscreen. It was like sunscreen. <laughs> That's a very important question. Yeah. What Listen, was the lotion? We need details. Yes. Well, and <laughs> is that something that's more uh, just uh, speaking uh, about your daughter? Is that something mm-hmm. that's in the back of your mind always when you choose new roles? It definitely is now. There's definitely been some things where I've said I'm not interested in this. Like, it really comes down to if I am going to um, embarrass her later on in life. I mean, she knows I'm an actor. She's been going with me to auditions since she was six weeks old and hanging out in her little carrier while I'm auditioning or whatever. Like she knows the routine. She knows mommy's an actor. But I also, I don't want to do stuff that embarrasses myself. You know, I'm a very, I don't want to say like conservative, but I'm definitely more, I'm kind of a crude prude. One of my friends put it that way. I'm a crude prude. Like I will swear and be dirty with all of them. But then I'm like, oh my God, my boobies, you know, like (laughs) I want you to see them ever. So I'm definitely like this mix of, I will be body like crazy, but I don't want you to see my bits. Yeah, I get that. I'm actually very similar in that sense. And then no judgment on anybody who does want to show their bits. If you've got them, show them, but that's just not for me. I keep telling her that all the time. Show Show your bits. Yeah. yeah, She loves it. I just got so excited about that. I literally pulled my earbuds. Show us your bits. (laughs) Okay. But back to um, what we were just chatting about a second ago, because I think that the fact that you were able to turn down an audition. Now, some people are so hungry for, and, and rightfully, so I mean when you get the chance for me personally I don't get thrown out auditions often so the minute I get an audition I'm like ooh I want to go there I want right. to do this but the fact that you were like so um self aware and mm-hmm. so secure in yourself to be able to right. say you know what no this isn't for me this isn't how I want to be represented and this is what I want my daughter to see I respect that so much and you know, this is, it comes on to another thing too, like back to the red carpets. I'm telling you, I really am like <laughs> envious of your Oscars, you know, red so carpet thing. Yeah, oh, I love you that. You had such a good time. But, um, so I see you at a lot of red carpets mm-hmm. there often on the red carpet mm-hmm. and you, and you show on your Instagram stories, you know, that you're kind of like a bit behind and you're trying to get to like Julia Roberts or like some of oh like really big celebrities <laughs> and they just like walk right by you. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and, and I love that you're just so honest. You're like, yeah, you know, I yep. came here to talk to Julia Roberts. I nope. left my Instagram up. but uh, yes. like, yeah. It just cracks me up because I was actually live on Facebook um, with NBC. And I'm standing there and it was for um, the Golden Globes. And I'm standing there and like Melissa McCarthy is walking by. Um, uh, like massive stars, like the whole cast of Black Panther. They're all walking by and I'm like, hey, you guys. Hey, we're here. We're live. We're live on Facebook. Can you come say hi? And they're just like, we don't know you. <laughs> we don't up. know you. Looking Thumbs away. Up. And I'm like, can I get a wave? Can I get something? And nothing. And, and, nothing. and literally the people commenting on Facebook were like, they don't like you. They don't <laughs> want to talk to you. And I was like, I'm going to go. You um, know what? If you wore a bikini <laughs> and brought sunscreen, I bet you they would. They would. Them. They would definitely turn around and do something. <laughs> That's they it. Might, they, I don't know if they would wave, but they would do something. It would yeah. be like, oh my God. Hi. I but will no. say it, it's hard because... That what I've learned, um, and and how I should back up and tell you, like sort of how this happened. So when I when I moved out here, I still stayed in news, but I just went behind the scenes. So I started writing and producing in, um, like I worked for the CBS station here in town, and then uh, over at NBC is where where um, where I work now. 
And my news director saw what I was building with motherhood in Hollywood. And he was like, I really love this. Um, he also knew I used to be a reporter. He's like, do you want to come and do this for us on our digital team? Like come and report for us and bring this fun entertainment energy thing that you're doing for us. And I was like, yes, I do. I was, that yeah. like, it was never something that was on my radar. It was never something that I was striving for. Cause honestly, I thought my sort of reporting days were behind me. And when something like that presents itself, I'm like, absolutely. You know, yes. So that's sort of how I ended up covering, um, Red, more red carpets and stuff for them, like doing entertainment news. Because if you if you look at me, I don't look like all of the other entertainment reporters. I don't look like Juliana Rancic, who is gorgeous, but like very, very thin. I don't look like Maria Menounos. I look like a mom who somebody handed a microphone to and said, go out to the red carpet. And I'm like, oh my God, look who yeah. it is. It's Spike Lee. <laughs> um, like a total nerd. But um, I try not to fangirl too much. Yeah. So that's sort of how all of that <laughs> happened. But what a lot of people don't know is when you're on the red carpet, even if you've got the NBC name behind you, there's a lot of other political things happening with the publicists, with um, at the Oscars, for example. I don't know if you saw, but there was the red carpet. There was uh, red velvet ropes that kind of had like a separate like lane. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then on the other side, another like lane. So the commoners, the people who are not celebrities, got to come through the far side, far away from the press. Then uh, people who were doing the press line would come through closest to the press. But then in the middle lane were the big celebrities. Your Christian Bale, your Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, like every big celebrity. And they weren't even stopping and talking to anybody on the press line. We couldn't figure out why. Yeah. And we just realized like, and just after talking to people and, and just having years of experience and knowing what they're doing, they have exclusive interview deals with ABC. So that means nobody else on the press line is going to get a quote or an interview with Christian Bale because he's going straight to ABC. And the reason why they do that is to funnel all the eyeballs all of the um, you know shareable moments and everything through their channels. It's really smart if you think about it. But then also, why are we there? Like right. we we didn't get hardly anybody, and it was so frustrating because it's like we're with NBC and NBC Network didn't get anybody. Um, some of the big Today shows like Good Morning America was right next to us, and they didn't get a lot of the big big stars either. Um, so it's frustrating. It's very political. Yeah. Uh, also, if the publicists don't know you, if their publicists don't like you for whatever reason, they're not going to let their client talk to you. Yeah. I, have, yeah. I feel like I want to write a book that's called like Tales from the Red Carpet because literally I've had publicists shove my mic down, um, push my camera away. Um, I've had them come up to me and go, one lady was like, you get one question and not a question and a half, not one question, then another quick question. You get one question. And if you ask more than one question, I will in the interview. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Oh my God. I was like, and this was for like someone who's just like a, a third string, you know, regular on an NBC show. And I was like, this is weird. You know what I think about that instantly is like, okay, I do not want someone like that representing me. No, and that's exactly what I think too. I'm like, if God willing, I ever get to get famous enough to walk the red carpet, I'm making mental notes to never hire somebody who's going to do that. Absolutely. I wonder if they even know that their publicist is saying these things. I think a lot of them don't, but I think most of them do. If you're paying somebody five to $10,000 a month, which is what most publicists, personal publicists get, um, 
you, you're having conversations with them. I don't want to talk to, you know, entertainment tonight, but I will talk to E. I don't want to talk to variety, but I will talk to Hollywood. You're having those conversations with them. Doug and I Um, always laugh because, you know, we're from like the reality TV world. Yeah. Where you like, yeah, we did people. one upfront and it was uh, the A and E upfront. Yeah. Yeah. And how'd it go? That went well. Yeah. But no, I stopped and talked to everybody. Yeah. You yeah. should. Of you course should. we did. Like, They're what? all there to talk to you because you're, you're, you're the reason we're there. And it yeah. just blows my mind that, like, I'll go to a movie premiere and I, I was at Mary Poppins. We were at the premiere of Mary Poppins. Um, the pub, we were there for two hours. The publicist comes up and is like, Lynn Manuel is not feeling well. He's not going to do any press. And we were like, what? Okay. We kept waiting. We kept waiting. Mary Poppins breezes on by. And we're like, and like the whole back half of the press line didn't even get to talk to Mary Poppins at the Mary Poppins premiere. So it's just, it blow. it wastes. Also, you can't do a story. We have no story then. Like I can't go to my producer and go, all right, well, I've got the little seven-year-old from Mary Poppins. They're yeah. like, who cares? Who? He's, he's lovely, but who yeah. cares? Yeah, you know? yeah. So. but I think that, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say um, about that. I'm just so entertaining. You have literally lost your train of thought. I'm so <laughs> now. But no, I think the, the moral of the story, though, for me that I took away from your blog was that mm-hmm. you have like enough confidence to literally turn things down that could be career, you know, beneficial for your career or whatever, because you have more dignity, like more self dignity. And what Mm -hmm. I was really hoping is that I feel like for me myself, I'll just throw it out there. Like I struggle with that type of confidence, you know, like there are times when I, you know, I wouldn't say that I have like struggle struggles leaving my home or something, but Mm -hmm. like I do, I struggle with self-confidence and feeling like, you know, I can conquer the world and I can, I can turn down turn away someone who's not treating me fairly, basically. So, and I feel like women, especially in the workplace and, mm-hmm. and all, and, you know, all different like categories, but we're not treated fairly. So can you share just tips on how you gain that confidence, especially because like you said, you're like the mom on the red carpet. Like you're entirely <laughs> different than everybody else. Yet you're still bold and strong and like just go in there courageously and do your thing. And you don't take it. To me, it seems like you don't take a thing personally. When they no. stroll on by, you're like, whatever. Okay. Hey, Julia yeah. Roberts, hi. It was nice seeing you. Literally, I have to tell you guys, at the SAG Awards, Hugh Grant was like right here. And I'm going, Hugh, Hugh, Hugh nope. Grant, Hugh, Hugh, love Notting Hill. Love you. Okay, Anything? Bye. All right. See ya. He would not even look at me. And I was like, Hugh, Hugh, like, a, like I was special. You should have said something like, you have something in your nose, just helping. I just want to let you know, you're your key. <laughs> Sometimes also all we need is just them to turn around and give one of these. Cause like, Oh, that's a moment I can yeah. use that. Yeah. But if you're, if they won't even look at you, that's what's frustrating. And then I just want to be like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Why am yeah. I here? Yeah. Um, I think part of that for me comes from, um, my mom instilled a ridiculous amount of self-confidence in me when I was growing up. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, it's sort of carried with me, you know, throughout my whole life. But I also feel like, in particular, when it comes to red carpet stuff, um, I, you know, I want to be an actor and I see it from their perspective on that side of the carpet. Um, and I don't take it personally because it's a job to me. It's just, it's my job. I enjoy it. I have fun with it. But I think if it was an acting role, like if I was on a set, um, it would be a little bit, I would be a little, um, I don't want to say less confident, but I would probably be a little less secure Mm-hmm. Just because I don't get to be on a set every day. I don't get to be on a set all the time. Like it's so rare, you know, if you're booking, if you're 
if you're on three TV shows a year, that means you worked three times as an actor in one year. And that's crazy. That's not enough experience to really get yeah. enough um, confidence on a set. So there, there is definitely an era of confidence in my reporting, maybe because I don't really give a shit. Which is awesome. <laughs> I know, that's, so yeah. that that's is... really what I'm getting at is I'm like, I don't care if you talk to me, Hugh Grant, I'm still going to love you. I'm still yeah. going to try. That. But- <laughs> it's a great message to send out, though, because I think stop giving a shit. Honestly, though, shit. yeah, I think that is what you need. What I need to hear. What a lot yeah. of us need to hear is like, t- don't take life in the responsibilities mm-hmm. or who it is that you're talking to so seriously. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not losing any sleep. I mean, Hugh Grant is not losing any sleep. I keep bringing up Hugh. I love him. But, Poor um, Hugh. I keep, he's not losing any sleep <laughs> over the fact that he didn't do an interview with me. So I'm not going to let it affect me. Because you know what happened right after that. I get to interview the cast of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and they were amazing and they're all like incredible actors. Probably a way better interview too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were great. And then also I got to interview um, Shazam, you know, Zachary Levi, who's got this massive movie coming up and he was charming and funny. And so, you know, it's like on one hand, sure, the major stars didn't stop and talk and they, they usually don't. But then I went to uh, a premiere with um, Incident Romantic, the new movie Incident Romantic, and Rebel Wilson and Adam Devine, who I think are very funny, came up and talked. So it's give and take. And I'm like, it's my job. And it, I can't take it too personally. And I don't let it get to me. But I will say about the confidence thing, it's like, I, um, I know what I'm bringing to the table. I'm a really great reporter. I'm a great host. I know that I can ask fun questions and I'm good at my job. And if somebody doesn't see that, then that's okay. I just go do it myself, which is why also why I started Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm like, I'm not going to sit around and wait for Hollywood to come to me. I made my own Hollywood. So I have Motherhood in Hollywood. I know that sounds cheesy AF. Not at all. But it's incredibly empowering. Like, as you guys know, starting your own podcast, starting your own YouTube um, vlogging. I watched your vlogs, you guys. <laughs> um, starting your own thing is very empowering. And it... it gives you the power and the ability to say, no, I don't want to do that because I know that what I'm doing and what I'm bringing to the table is better than that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's power in saying no. I don't say no very often. It would have to be something that really conflicts with, you know, my own personal beliefs or whatever, but there's power in saying no, whether it's to an ad or whether it's to um, an audition or, you know, whatever. So. Well, even, even, I mean, the fact that NBC came to you and said, we want mm-hmm. your show and your energy and, you know, bringing that to a major network, you know, that's, that's a lot of credit to you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I'm, awesome. Guys, I'm a big deal. I told, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also like a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I should point I that you out. you have to be. You fit right <laughs> You have to be. Yeah, you have to be. But there's really, there's something very powerful about believing in yourself. And there's, there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. Mm -hmm. And I think that we see that in rap. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that we see that in the Kardashians, you know, like there's a fine line there. And I think that if you, if you present yourself with confidence and with self-assurity and you know what you're bringing to the table and you do it with kindness Mm -hmm. and with love, then it resonates with people. I mean, that's the hope anyway, you know, maybe that's the fine line between arrogance and and confidence. Yeah. I a hundred (laughs) percent agree. So last thing that I wanted to ask you about was the fact that you've been with your husband for more than half of your life. Yes. Bonkers to me. And you're 22. <laughs> and I'm 22, guys. 
I'm so young. How on earth have you guys been able to manage? You guys did it the old fashioned way. You knew him before you got married. Yes. Yes, yes okay. I did. I know that's crazy. Oh, so lame. <laughs> Let me tell you. Like, what? Wait, Nobody does that anymore. Well, we, we waited until we got married to have sex. So we, we there you go. religious side. And you're like, things. let's hurry up with this ceremony. <laughs> let's get this going. <laughs> Who are you again? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Your story is so crazy bananas, you guys. I'm fascinated. I was reading about it and I was like, wait, they did what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, we were the nuts. first. That's ballsy. We the, yeah, we were the first season too, which was uh, even nuttier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll answer your question, but I'm yeah. still just like, this is fascinating to me. And you guys have to come on my show because I do have questions. Oh, we would yeah, love 100%. to. Okay. Because I, I mean, we're going we're gonna to deep dive into that. Oh, I would love to. I met my husband uh, in college and um, I had... Let's see, I was 20, I just turned 21 and it was in the journalism department and he was a radio DJ and I was a broadcast journalism news gal. And, but everybody in the journalism department had to go through um, TV training. So you had to do like something in the television broadcast uh, when you put on a newscast every day. So he happened to be producing our college um, newscast that week. And I had to sign up. I was a couple of years behind him. And I had to sign up for like associate producer or something. And I was hung over and I was <laughs> so late for my shift. And my friends told me that he was in our little newsroom going, who is this Heather chick? She's late. And I, somebody had written next to my name on the sign-in sheet that I rock. Like, so it said Heather rocks or whatever. Like I'm some asshole that would do that myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Somebody else did it. Um, and he was like, why does she think she rocks? Like, blah, blah, blah. He was just bitching bitching apparently and i came in and he's everybody was like that he was the nicest to me he was like hi it's so nice to meet you can i get you a coke or anything like i'll go down and see i'll get you want snack like how are you like he was super nice and i was like what a nice guy and everybody was like he was literally just talking shit about you <laughs> um i just thought he was the dreamiest and the sweetest and like i remember um after hanging out with him one night hanging out um, uh, I remember like singing in my apartment, like, um, it was that good, huh? It was that, no, it was that sweet. <laughs> I also waited. Uh, this was back in like the 90s when people waited. Gotcha. Wait, you um, waited till marriage to, I did, to I did. did for real, for real, but I was only 21, so I didn't have to wait that long. <laughs> wow. We were 24, we were 24. When but you married. waited yeah. to yeah. sex until you got married? Well, I'm from Oklahoma. If you don't, God will know and yeah. you will be punished. That's, so, a, that's what yeah. I said to Jamie. That's we, amazing. Yeah, we have to wait. <laughs> you have to wait. Wait till the reception's over. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, no, I remember like singing in my apartment complex and just being like, you know, so like smitten and like overwhelmed. Like, oh my God, he's so great and dreamy. And, um, and we just, we both, we both just knew right away there was a connection there and um, he was engaged to somebody else. <laughs> wow. You guys had Scandal. already gone on a date and Good he was engaged? No, we had not gone on a date. No. Oh, okay. We were just friends. So we had met in the journalism department. We became friends and he was engaged to somebody else. And then about a month later, um, they broke it off. Wow. So, and we did not date. There was no hookups, no nothing. I was like, I don't do that. Oh, he mm-hmm. wanted you. Yeah. I was like, I don't do that. We don't. I was like, I was not raised like that. Um, so he actually broke it off with her, and then uh, a few weeks later, it was like Valentine's Day, and that's when we had like our first official date. 
and I made him ask me to be his girlfriend because I'm old fashioned. Good for you. Um, and I was like, you have to listen. I have a lot of suitors. You need to ask me to be steady. Uh, <laughs> he, so, so I he can did. tell everybody else. He's a, yeah, so I can tell everybody else. He's a very patient man, <laughs> as you could probably tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's been great. Like we, you know, we just knew, and we knew it was. We knew we were meant to be together, and um, that's not to say that there hasn't been like moments where we're like, "Oh my god, you're driving me crazy," because mm-hmm. uh, no marriage is perfect, and anybody who says it is is lying. Yeah. But we're just—he's my best friend, and we have a great time together. And ultimately, at the basis of everything we do is our friendship and our respect and our love for each other, and that's why yeah. I think it's lasted so long. So if you have any tips for newlyweds or even, I mean, we've been married for almost five years. I'll take any tips because I'm, we're always trying to improve yeah. our marriage and, and work on our relationship. So do you have any tips for all of us listeners? Uh, you know, just... My God. I always feel like people are like, who does she think she is? Like, if I no. could try to share marriage tips, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not in For us to share know. marriage tips, it just yeah. thrown down. It's like, yeah. well, how could you talk about marriage? Do you find that that people don't want to hear marriage advice from you? Are they just like, um, whatever, what do you know? You know what? I, actually, I've, not really. I find the opposite, to be yeah, very honest. I've, I've never That's been good. one to, to give unsolicited advice because, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I, I would never claim to be an expert. But if somebody does ask, I mean, we went through something intense. We had experts that helped us through the way. I've never been one to get therapy or have someone to talk to mm-hmm. through like girlfriend relationships growing up. And, you know, so it's like, you know, we, we packed a lot into a yeah. couple of years and, you know, you learn about a yeah. lot about yourself, but I also wouldn't ever say that I'm an expert or give yeah. any advice that wasn't asked about yeah. that. Yeah, we're asking you for advice. But- <laughs> so you can give advice. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to ask you. Um, you know, I would say, it just goes back to what I said earlier. I feel like we have uh, a tremendous amount of respect for each other. And we were friends before we started dating, before we ever made out or anything like that. We were friends. And even while we were dating, he was my best friend. And I... I want to make him happy. I want him to succeed in life. And I know he feels the same way about me. So I keep that in mind whenever we have conflict. I don't want to say something to him that could, that would hurt him. You know, that would, I mean, in the heat of the moment, we all say things we don't mean. Everybody, you know, you lash out. But like, I try to be mindful of the fact that this is my best friend and my partner in life. And I want to keep always keep that in mind whenever we're going through our financial issues, career issues, parenting issues. I want him by my side. I need him by my side. That doesn't mean I kowtow. And it certainly doesn't mean he kowtows. Um, we're both very strong, you know, we have very strong opinions and, and, um, but we're just respectful of each other in that way. I mean, that's, I that's awesome. I, I, I know um, it sounds kind of cheesy, but I mean, that's the best way I can describe it. Like, I don't ever want to hurt him and I know he would never want to hurt me. So we try to keep that in mind. I think that's so important that you yeah. actually do know that. And the fact that you say you had a friendship yeah. first, like for Doug and I, I was the same way. So, you know, yeah. I wanted to build a friendship, even though mm-hmm. we were strangers. I was like, well, can we at least have a little foundation here? And he was yeah. also very patient. And <laughs> yeah, I think that that's like so important though, to have a real strong foundation of friendship mm-hmm. and loyalty and trust and communication, learning how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all that blah, blah, blah. Stuff. And all that stuff. <laughs> all what that she stuff. said. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, listen, Heather, it has been so great to have you on our podcast. Oh, thank and you. Even I'm, you... 
even though you think you haven't quote unquote made it, I think that you've made it. <laughs> oh my God, like, you're so sweet. It's just your journey <laughs> that you're on. And sometimes I feel like when we're in the midst of like trying to find the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, we mm-hmm. like forget to see all the beautiful colors of the rainbow. So yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's true. That's true. There's been so many great doors that have opened that I've just been walking through and going, okay, let's see what happens. And, and I feel it's all like, been great. I feel like you've been so successful because you're not so like you're able to just be like, well, this isn't exactly what I wanted anyway. So you're just like able to just be yourself and live in the moment and have fun with it. And so that's awesome. I hope so. I'm so glad to hear that that comes across because I, you know, when you're living your life on social media and so publicly like you guys do, you wonder sometimes if people think that you're, you know, being insincere or that you're only putting out the best parts of you or whatever. And in a sense, we kind of do, you know, Instagram is totally everyone's highlight reel or whatever. And, you know, uh, Facebook and all that stuff too. But you can kind of tell the people who are maybe not as being, not being as genuine as they could be. And so I'm, I'm really glad to hear that that comes across because this is me. Um, This is who I am. It's, I'm 42 years old. I can't, there's not a lot I can change now. It's like, (laughs) it is what it is. Um, I, the only thing I would change is that if I would go back in time and I would put makeup on for this interview. That's the uh, only thing I would do. If that's the only thing you would change in your life, you got a that's good it. life. That's we'll, it. we'll blur you out like a witch. Like yeah, just put person. like a little Gaussian blur over it. You look um, great. Just I a little eye, but No, you look fine. No, thank you. <laughs> but well, thank you so very much. And for You're everyone welcome. at home who's listening, whether they're on our treadmill, I hear a lot of people listen on their treadmill. So guys, Keep on, keep on treading. <laughs> but um, where can they find you if they wanted to hear more about from you? Yeah, what's so, your address and everything? Can you give your phone number oh, and I your live address? in Los Angeles? You guys are in LA right now, right? Yes. Yay. We, we could have be done that. this in person. We should have <laughs> done this in person. Next time. Next time. Um, you guys go to motherhoodinhollywood.com. That is where I attempt to blog, but it is also where I put most of my podcast episodes. My podcast is also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Player FM. And most importantly, you can follow me on Twitter at Heather Brooker, where I tweet really inappropriate and awkward things. Um, and on Instagram at, and Facebook at Motherhood in Hollywood. Love awesome. it. Wonderful. Thank you yeah. so very much for being on and Thanks, keep doing you, girl. I'm yes. like really inspired you by too. you. You too. Well, you'll have to come on my show. I will email you and we'll set okay. it all up. Anytime. Perfect. Anytime. And, and if we see Hugh Grant, we'll walk right back. <laughs> Just start yelling, Hugh! Hugh, yeah. Hugh, and he'll just keep walking by. He'll you know what? Hugh by. Grant one yeah. day is going to be Heather, Heather, and you're <laughs> that's saying, right. That's you know what? right. <laughs> you know what? You might be, you might be like one step ahead, and you'd be like, "Hi, Hugh. I actually had a, tried to have a conversation with you about a couple years ago, and you had no yeah. interest." So and he'll be like, "Oh, I don't remember that." Oh, right, right. right. Oh, oh, I okay. remember. Like well, I remember Hugh. <laughs> now all of everybody's listening to Hot Marriage Cool Parents knows too. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hannah, thank you thank so you much. So Thanks, much. you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>